1: The Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner presented by Riverwind, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. at and 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. And by... Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. Fresh off a of
2: bye week, welcome into the Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind. Along with Gabe Eichert, I'm Chris Plank, and we are joined to kick things off by outside receivers coach, Dennis Simmons. Coach. Uh, fresh off a of bye week, getting ready for Bedlam. How was the off week for you? Obviously unique with COVID, but how was it personally for you?
3: Uh, I mean, it was basically a rather regular work week. We just didn't have a game that Saturday.
2: <laughs> now, from one perspective, this late in the season, recruiting can become a major conversation, a major piece. Can you just take us through the, I mean, obviously we don't talk about specific guys or anything of that nature, but can you take us through the challenges in this era and ah, the FaceTime calls, the Zoom calls, how unique it's been?
3: Uh, I mean, it's when when things change, you gotta evolve and change. It's actually been kind of fun. I think you lose the 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 intimacy of actually being able to get out on the road and you know visit a kid's high school or visit his family and you know meet more of his his relatives you know face to face and in person. I mean, you lose that aspect of it, but you know. Uh, technology is advancing and you know it's a good thing that it has so because it's still giving you an opportunity and giving you avenues to to stay engaged and stay in touch with them
4: that's interesting you mentioned that coach because normally in a bye week you guys really hit the ground running yeah. on the recruiting trail like you're going all over places you're renting cars you're you're seeing as many kids <laughs> as you can see is that the way it was just over zoom
3: Ah, you know I mean, it's been like that shoot ever since the whole zoom uh, right. phase has started, so I mean that hasn't changed, but yeah, you know we're we do it actually during the season uh you know, two nights a week. So, Wednesday nights and uh, Thursday nights are really heavily uh, phone calls, you know, Zoom visits, and and recruiting nights and evenings for us uh, with the way our practice schedule lies out. where You know, we go get our work done on that aspect of it in the mornings, and so we have the afternoon and evenings to work that. uh, Now, obviously, not being able to play uh, on Saturday and, and, and having a bye, you know, you just extended those days. So, it went from two nights a week to essentially four nights a week. So.
2: We talked about for you personally, regular work week, just no game on Saturday. How did you approach it with your guys? I mean, obviously, you want them to be able to get a break and refresh themselves, but we also realize we're not a hotbed and a breakout time for COVID-19. What is that balance like for you, Coach, in setting the schedule for your guys?
3: Well, I mean, I think they understand, uh, you know, this is... This was the third buy I think we've had in the season thus far. So I think they understand. It's like, hey, we want – you know, we would love to be able to allow you guys to to go home and see your families or or get away. But, I mean, just with – with the way things are working right now and the times, that's just not the best Avenue for both yourselves or for the team. And, you know, they get it, they understand it. And, you know, they look at this time of the year as, you know, championship, November, we got something that we're, we're working and and striving for. So, you know, everybody's pretty locked in and dedicated on doing what we have to do to get that goal accomplished.
4: Now, coach, before we look ahead to Bedlam, uh, let's look back. It seems like eternity (laughs) ago when you guys played the Jayhawks. Now, not a very competitive football game, but you were able to play lots of guys. And and one guy that was out there, uh, Charleston Rambo, he's had to miss some time with this bye week, you know, some extra time. Do you feel like Charleston's back to where he was early in the season?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think all of those guys are, are, you know, from a health standpoint are back to where they were. You know, obviously with the... uh, with the the virus there you know he wasn't able to to go uh the the game before but i mean he was able to to get back and get a good week of practice in and you know with this this past week he's definitely been able to get back and get his legs up under
2: Where's his strengths? I mean, I I'd like Charles. I, one of his strengths to me is just talking to him, Coach. I get a kick out of talking to him. And I know <laughs> that play got called back. But where have you seen his strengths continue to grow and emerge?
3: Oh, I mean, you know, he's naturally a fast guy. And that's one of the things that we talk to him about is like, you know, some guys, if I'm out there running routes, I got to do things to get open. You're fast, man. <laughs> play fast, you know. <laughs> Utilize the, the gifts that God have uh, have given you. Now when somebody stops that, then, you know, then we'll we'll come with the counter. But until then, you know, just be you.
2: You, you said it too. You want to see him get more upfield. So is that just a, a mental thing? Is that a reps thing for him? Is that a, a coaching point where he knows he can elude guys, but you want to see him, what, just get upfield more?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know uh, – for a lot of guys, they you know they watch all of these different highlights and stuff on on their phones and on Twitter and all of that stuff, and they see guys dancing around and and think it's cool. I mean, you don't get style points for for dancing around. You 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 get stats and positive stats for 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 obtaining yards and getting upfield. So I mean, that's that's just a driving force that you know. Not only do I talk to him about, it, but I talk to all of the guys about that in the room. Now, Coach,
4: one thing that maybe your guys don't see it the way I see it, but as the running game continues to improve and with what Ramondre is doing, it is getting rolling at the right time, right? That should open up things for your guys on the outside. You, you should see some more single high safety stuff. They should have more opportunities to make plays down the field. Is that kind of how you're preaching
3: it to them? That and just, you know, being honest with you, just tell them, Hey, you know, football is a team game. Don't be selfish. If, we're getting long passes down the field. That means somebody in the backfield and in the, in the offensive line had to protect for the ball to be able to come to you. So, I mean, they, they understand that, you know, playing receiver is a need-based uh, position. You depend on the, the center to get the ball snapped. You depend on the quarterback to get the snap. You depend on the line to protect. You pretend on the, depend on the back to go through the protections, all before you could ever even uh, attempt to – process and do what your god-given talent is which is catch the ball so i mean they 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 get it they understand it and you know they know if my block is mattering down the field then positive yards have already been obtained and if i get my block then this it, we're only adding to it and you know we understand that we can't be selfish players at our position we can't be selfish players on the field and they get that. Uh, I mean, I I think, honestly, a lot of times some of them get more excited about the big block down the field uh, with, you know, whoever's running it, whether it's TJ, Marandre, or, uh, you know, Seth or, you know, Marcus in the backfield. I mean, they, you know, those guys are all buddies. So, I mean, they get just as excited and uh, equally excited when something good and positive for them happens as it does – you know, say one of the receivers in the receiver room.
2: That's awesome to hear, man. That's totally selfless and exciting with this group of guys. All right, our final question in our first segment with Coach uh, is actually more of Gabe's breakdown. So Orthodontics exclusively brings us Iker's intel. Gabe picked out a play from the last game. Coach will give us some uh, perspective on it. What caught your eye,
4: Gabe? Records. Oh, nice. You don't don't often tie records here. There's been a lot of good players in Marvin Minns. Now, this is a great ball by Mordecai and a great catch great job getting his feet in but what ties the freshman that's right touchdown record huh? touchdown record there's a lot of games to be played coach <laughs> I mean he's already tied it there's no doubt in my mind he's going to break it he, he continues to be fantastic and and what a great play to tie that record on him and just a beautifully executed football play
3: no, nah, it's uh, something that uh, Coach Riley has schemed up and we had practiced on all week. I didn't necessarily know if we was going to actually get to it in the game, but uh – you know, his eyes lit up like a Christmas tree once he, he heard a <laughs> call and it was like, okay.
2: <laughs> NFL scouts had to love that, too, because he got both feet in on NFL scouts, <laughs> he's a true freshman, Blake. Listen, I understand. I'm not trying to mention watch here, every coach. snap,
4: though. That's a good point.
2: But to see the, the awareness, I mean, I've watched NFL games where, you know, guys are catching the ball out of balance, But, Coach, just his awareness of where he was on the field when he made that catch.
3: Yeah, and I think probably the awareness of where he is on that little stat chart that you guys put out, too, is probably <laughs> – it's always been amazing to me. It's, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, the good ones always know all of the stats. Like, we could be in the middle of a game, and I can remember CD just oh, spout out a number. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, that's how many yards I, I got today, and I need this to get this. And I'm like, really? Is that what you're thinking about right now? He's like, hey, I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> so he knew. It's the so, details. That? That's right. The details, <laughs> right? That's why they're great. It's <laughs> a great way to So put trust
3: it. me, I'm, I'm sure Marvin knew exactly where he was <laughs> in his um and how much space he had to spare. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: All right, we got one more segment with Coach Simmons. We'll talk about Bedlam and the rest of that outside receiving core, the impact that they're making inside the coach's corner. Stick around.
1: Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the ou college of professional and continuing studies and our community partners landers auto group coca-cola and ou health Coach's corner is presented by riverwind still the one academy sports and outdoors the preferred sporting goods retailer of sooner sports anheuser-busch whenever there's a game to watch there's a bud light there The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind.
2: We get one more segment with Dennis Simmons here inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind. All right, so Coach, we got Bedlam coming up, but real quick, I wanted to talk one more final thought on Marvin Mims, we've had freshmen that have played right away. Uh, obviously, CeeDee Lamb comes to the front of a lot of people's mind. But I it, it, this mindset that I see from Marvin Mims, and obviously been on the sidelines have a little bit of a different perspective, it almost seems like his highs are never too high, his lows are never too low. Is he as even keel as he appears to be?
3: Yeah, that's that's his normal demeanor. His, uh, his, he's He's got an old, old person's spirit <laughs> and soul about him. I mean, he's just a very even keel kid.
4: Coach, uh, especially at the wide receiver position, I feel like confidence is is so important. And, and a guy I think that's playing more confident, you know, heading into this big game this weekend is Theo We So what have you seen from Theo, the way he carries himself now because he he's producing, he's making a lot of plays, and he just seems like a more confident player out there right now to me?
3: Oh, well, I mean, Theo, honestly, if you think back, this was the – Uh, a year ago to the date was probably the week we were playing Baylor uh, where he got his actual first start. So, I mean, just, you know, each week he's practicing faster, he's playing faster. And, and, you know, Theo is one of those guys that football really matters to him. So, I mean, he's constantly, you know, asking questions about how to get better at my craft. So, I mean, you know, he's had some successful plays and things that have started to happen for him. And, you know, as that continues to happen, I think the game slows down for him, and he starts to realize. And I think he started to realize that you know what, I'm pretty good at this, and I just you know, I I, I can be as explosive as, as I thought I, I you know I, I could be coming into coming into college.
2: I don't again. I'm going back to asking kind of a recruiting esque question, but that's always a hard thing to gauge just based on you know watching a kid in high school. Coach, when you get a guy like Theo who truly does love football and you see he's uh, perfecting his, cla- his craft as much as he possibly can, it's got to be incredibly reassuring because sometimes it's hard to gauge a lot of that one to when recruiting, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, recruiting is why they call it recruiting because, I mean, you're, you're you're basically trying to make an educated guess on and hope that things transi- transitions over uh, to college as, as what you see on film and, and what you see – uh, in, in getting to know a kid in high school, uh, but you know Theo's done that uh, as well as several other kids in the in, in the room. Uh, you know, Trey West hadn't got a chance to play uh, a lot, but he's a kid that has continued to develop, and I'm very excited for him to get his op- opportunity to see what he could do. Uh, you know. Theo, we uh, Howard is still, you know, continuously working hard and and getting healthy. So I'm excited to see where, you know, his growth and, and everything like uh, lies a- a ahead of him. So and then, you know, obviously when I get my other little knucklehead back, then I'll be excited to see where, he, you know, <laughs> what, what he does when he gets out there.
4: Do you hear? that they were like, you know who's most like Tylen Wallace? Who's yeah. given us the look? <laughs> Tray- Tray- Richard- I was like, can we please get the kid on the field? Please.
3: Trust me, nobody want him back more than I do. So
2: Yeah, it's yeah, good. You mentioned uh, West, Trayvon West, excuse me, but I, I again, I notice he's always involved, coach, and that's that's another reassuring thing because he's listening, he wants to learn more from what it appears. But what kind of receiver is he? How does he project in your mind at this next level?
3: He is surprisingly fast, uh, very uh, very explosive, can get in and out of his breaks, and he's got extremely elite hands. Uh, so I mean. Like I said, once, I'm excited to see, like, when he really just gets an opportunity to because I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, you know, he's a very quiet uh, demeanor guy, so, I mean, he didn't have as much of the, you know, the the hoopla around him in the whole recruiting process, but I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what he does when he does get his opportunity.
4: A quiet wide
3: receiver. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Seen everything now. I know. <laughs> we actually call him Silent Trey. Nice. That that
4: is – all right, Coach, big one this weekend, right? Uh, Bedlam is here. You you get the Cowboys in Norman. Just how excited, you know, talking from the standpoint of the entire offense, this this Oklahoma State defense, they've done a lot of good things. Uh, They're receiving a lot of praise, even nationally, right? So how excited is the offense as a whole to go against that Oklahoma State defense?
3: Well, I mean, we're excited to play another game. I mean, honestly, it's more so us focusing on us. How excited can we go out and and put everything together, you know, both in the run game, the pass game, you know, not, not have dumb penalties or do things that we we call bad football that 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 stop ourselves so i mean we're more excited about the opportunities to do that and then you know obviously we got the utmost respect for oklahoma state for their team uh and their players i mean you got a a very veteran group in their secondary you got guys in their front uh their front seven that, that play extremely hard and play with relentless effort. So, I mean, it's more of an excitement to go out there and and, and, and and match your strengths with their strengths and, and, and see how the chips unfold.
2: Physical, uh, it's a physical football team. I know they're a little dinged up. Colby, Harvell, Peel, we'll see. He didn't make the trip to Manhattan, their big safety, but I mean, Coach, and what I've seen from their secondary, they, they appear to be guys that aren't afraid to kind of get up in your face.
3: No, 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 you know, they're physical guys, they're, they're veteran guys, they're guys who, you know, have played a lot of football, so I mean, not just, you know, physical guys, but physical smart guys, uh, so they're going to make you work, uh, they're going to make you earn what you get, which, I mean, you know, those are the type of uh, games you want to be involved in.
2: And, and it's a rivalry game, too, so with that in mind, I I think I know how you're going to answer this, but with game day here and obviously a lot of eyes in the country in prime time, is there any extra juice for a game like this coach or do you just have to treat it like another game?
3: I think you've got to go in and treat it like another football game. Uh, you know, obviously this game has a lot of meaning as far as, you know, both teams trying to accomplish what they, their goals are at the beginning of the season, which is, you know, have opportunity to play in a conference championship game. So, I mean, that within itself, uh, you know, generates the excitement, in my opinion, that that you need. And the rest of the stuff is just, you know, added window dressing.
2: It is. Sooners have won five straight in the series. First ever night game in the Bedlam series in Norman. All right, our final question for Coach comes from you. The Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Coach Simmons focuses on I believe the next level, this is from Richard in Cleveland, who writes, how often do you tune in and watch a CeeDee Lamb or a Marquise Brown play on Sundays, and how do you feel like they're progressing?
3: <laughs> Hardly ever. <laughs> uh, we're usually working on Sundays. However, uh, my wife and son uh, do uh, send me text messages and actual video clips uh, of, of their games because they tune in and watch all of them. Uh, so I, I do get updates from them Uh especially if, uh, one of them is doing well, uh, or has done something. Uh, I usually get a, a reenactment from my six year old when I get home. Uh, but I mean, we talk and text with each other at least, you know, several times a week, uh, just checking on each, uh, each other, uh, and back and forth. Uh, so, I mean, I, I do stay in contact with those guys. Uh, And it's kind of been hard. Uh, I know Dallas had a bye last week and, you know, CD was willing to come down. But, I mean, we're kind of in a bubble here. So, it was like, yeah, you could come, but – can't come in the building or you won't be able to see anybody but so
4: well we can uh, wave at you through the wind I and mean, he had to be back in dallas to get tested every morning that's right so, yeah. every
2: day man uh, but it's fine. you know what and the, the great thing about it and i know we're going long here but they represent oklahoma too coach they're proud of where they're from and and it that's that's great whenever you're showing future guys isn't it
3: yeah i mean uh, you know it's to me, it's even more than football. I mean, I'm I'm extremely happy that those guys are playing in the league. But I mean, had they not made it to the league, I mean, I, you know, those those guys are like my kids. I mean, we're, we will have a, a relationship that will last well beyond their football uh, deals. Now, I still get on both of them because they hadn't gotten their uh, their degree yet, and I think Marquise is maybe two classes shy, which is ridiculous. Why he hadn't finished that up, which is another conversation. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a more, more so proud of the young men that they, they're becoming and the things that they're doing in their communities and, and, you know, the, how they carry themselves, uh, you know, as far as the stuff they do on the field, you know, I knew those kids were talented kids, you know, well before they got to the University of Oklahoma. So to, to, to know their work ethic and to know, you know, their the drive and the passion that they have as players, I mean, there's no doubt that they were going to be successful in the in NFL.
2: Awesome stuff. That's why he's the best outside receivers coach in the country. Dennis Simmons, great stuff. We'll see you Saturday night in Bedlam. Stick around. Brian Odom is next inside the coach's corner. Thank you, guys. Let's see Coach.
1: OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee, family-owned community coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes.
2: Let's focus on the defense inside the coach's corner presented by Riverwind with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank, and we're joined by inside linebackers coach Brian Odom. Coach, uh, bye week. What was the bye week like for you? How unique was this uh, third bye week of the season?
5: Yeah, you know, I didn't even really realize that it was uh, the third one until you uh, kind of get through it and you start thinking about how much, how much time you have uh, uh, more than most seasons on a, on a week like that. It was, uh, it was a good week to get some extra work in with a lot of our guys, and especially uh, the younger guys in our program and, and get a, just another week better.
2: You know, we were talking with Coach Simmons about the recruiting side of things. And again, we're not getting into individual players. But, you know, this would typically be a time of the year when you're on the road and rental cars and hotel stays and meet with families. But unique FaceTime, Zoom, uh, everything but being there. What's that been like in that process been like for you?
5: I think it's been unique and I think it's unique for everybody. And it's just another challenge that, that comes in front of you. Uh, on that side of things and you know you know credit to the to the kids that's being recruited and the fact that you know they're 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 making decisions that affect their life um for for a long period of time over over trust and faith and i think that that speaks to how important it is to be authentic when you do uh visit with uh recruits and their families on maybe on zoom or on the phone or facetime or what have you and and then on top of that, I think that you know you have to stand on some product of what's been what's been uh, uh, put out there by you know by maybe our defense or or things we've done in the past or or you know speaking about academics, um, you know, and and it never hurts to be able to have the OU logo on your chest when you when you talk to when you talk to recruits and and talk about the past success that this program has had.
4: Not to stick on the recruiting aspect of things too much, but. I mean, with the way you guys are playing defensively, with how disruptive you guys are being, are, are you starting to hear some of those things on the recruiting trail change? Are you starting to hear some kids you know, ask some different types of questions? Because I don't think it's any secret that you know, some people have been trying to negatively recruit Oklahoma defensively for a long time now. And I don't know what those people can say right now with the way you guys are playing, Coach?
5: Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, it's one of the things that uh, when, you know, I can only speak for the time that I've been here as a linebacker coach and, and some of the things you experience on the recruiting trail as far as negative recruiting from other people, which is fine. Uh, but the the things that, that, you know, we have in our favor, you know, we had a first-round draft pick, especially in, in the inside linebacker room, so uh, proof positive it can be done at the University of Oklahoma in this conference. Uh, to play defense at a high level and also be able to, to put yourself in position to, to be an NFL draft pick at the highest level. Uh, not only that, as he uh, he's gone on and and the same guy, the same individual we're talking about, Kenneth Murray went and he's he plays nearly every snap for the uh, in the NFL uh, for the Chargers uh, that they've played this whole season on defense. So I think that 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 speaks to. Uh, there is a little bit of development that's being done here on the defense side of the ball, and I think you'd be foolish to um, not look at the stats. In in, in particular, if you're an outside uh, linebacker, if you are an edge player, or if you're a D-tack or a nose guard, if you if you play one of those things, and and you know, I think it's a pretty common um, thought that if you're going to be a great offensive lineman, you know, University of Oklahoma is a great great place to come play because you're going to be coached by the best O-line coach in the country, and you're going to be able to have a chance to put yourself and your family in a great position as you move forward. I think, you know, you, you say that about offensive line, and I'm looking at the pitchers around me in this room right now, and so you, you talk about Heisman Trophy winners and, and, and all the all the success offensively that's been here through the years and, and in particular over the last couple years at the quarterback position. You'd be foolish if, if OU offers you're your quarterback and you don't go to Oklahoma. I think that that's a foolish decision. I think that that's trending in a direction where if you're an edge guy or a defensive tackle uh, or a defensive player for that matter, and you want production, and you want production, you want to make plays um, on, on the highest level on the national stage to be able to put yourself in position to reach your goals as an NFL football player, uh, I think you'd be foolish enough to choose Oklahoma.
2: I'm ready to sign. Let's go. <laughs> sign, uh, me uh, sign me up. Sign me up, baby. I mean, I already did, but <laughs> man, I'll do I it have, again. I have no athletic no, ability. No. so when we have, uh, Speaking of a guy who has an incredible athletic ability, I know we had a chance to kind of touch on him last time. I can't talk about him enough, but to continue to see the growth and the, and the development of O'Brien Asamo credit to you, coach, and keeping him engaged. But, man, this guy is just – he's a great personality. hes He's making plays out there. That's a – that kid's a, he's, he's a pistol, man. I like watching him play.
5: Yeah, it is credit to, and it's really credit to Brian Asamoah. Um He's put in a tremendous amount of work over the time that, you know, that I've been here that I can speak on. And uh, he's done an outstanding job of, of learning our defense um, and bringing a mentality in the room that, that you know, he's, he's a very, very competitive kid. Uh, enjoy that being around him. Um, he's he's gaining knowledge as we go as far as our scheme is concerned. He's doing a really really good job. Very very proud of him. I know that um, you know as we move forward, he, he's he's reaching some goals of his, and and we have him scratch the surface to see, you know what kind of uh, what kind of player that uh, BA can be for us in the future.
4: Coach, uh, before we talk about Bedlam, uh, it was a nice performance, right? A, a solid performance from the defense against the Jayhawks a couple weeks ago. You know, when Kansas is coming to town, you know, maybe you think your guys could relax a little bit. But I thought it was a very businesslike approach from the defense. I mean, you hold them to three of 19 on third downs. And I feel like your guys did exactly what they needed to do in that football game.
5: Had to be I mean, I um, ask you that, why not? You know, it's a, it's a, we only get a few chances to go out there and play on that field, and, and go ahead and play anywhere, uh, for that matter. But why not? Why not go out there and play, play your best ball? Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't. We put the, we put the pads on. Uh, they, they're taking score. Uh, we're on the field. Uh, let's go play and play the best of our ability. And you know, that's kind of the message that I think that we've been trying to instill around this place. When, you know, since I've been here on the defense side of the ball, it's it's a standard in which you do stuff and it's not, you know, it's, it's, there's no evaluation on, on what, what the day might hold. Um, And and with that being said, the only thing that, that we can, we can control is our, the way we, we conduct our business and how we play. And if, if we're going to go play, let's go play it one way.
2: All right. So we got another segment where we talk about David Aguebu a little bit about Deshaun White. I love seeing Jamal Morris getting an opportunity against Kansas, but, uh, our final piece in our first segment of the coaches is Eichert's Intel, and it's presented by Orthodontics exclusively, and sort of uh, gay picks out a play and kind of we dive into it with the coach's perspective, and another
4: young guy caught your eye. Well, when you play Kansas, you get to play a lot of players, <laughs> and this is a guy that showed up on special teams, but we see him making a nice play here, very patient, sound tackle. Shane Witter, he, he has had some moments where he has flashed. They talk about his speed. They talk about his intellect. Coach, it had to be exciting to get Shane some more reps out there at the linebacker position.
5: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Shane, is he's come in, and, and unfortunate for those guys that came in, especially the guys like Shane, who graduated at semester, and he came here, and he was really only around us as coaches for, you know, two to three weeks, and, and, and then... Um, um, everything hit as far as the the virus and and canceling classes in person all that stuff and you know life kind of happened and and you know it was unfortunate for guys like Shane because he was coming here to to be able to learn the defense and and you know he never really got a uh, to experience a true college atmosphere in those two or three weeks you know it's just you're kind of there and then you're back home and then then all of a sudden you know the everything didn't do him justice by going to class on Zoom, and he, it's just it, nothing is is very uh, common with his his time here. But to credit to Shane, you know we knew Shane ran really well. Uh, he's a great kid. He's he's a very very coachable. Um, he's been a mainstay on the kickoff team, and you know some of the stuff that we measure on kickoff team is you know how fast they're running down the field for the guys that are supposed to be running down the field. He's a consistent guy that's around over 20 miles an hour he's a 20 mile an hour guy wow. 21 miles an hour uh, on a consistent basis um and that's what makes him a good player you know his, his, his ability to be able to run but also his physicality that he brings and you're going to see more and more and more of Shane um in the coming games in the coming years um I'm really excited about his future and the things he's going to bring to our program um but I couldn't be more happy about him being here
4: what was him was that a Rock the Baby celebration
5: I, I think, after I that, that a tackle? that Rock the, the Baby
2: celebration afterwards, yeah. little Russell Westbrook. Gotta love it. All right, we <laughs> got one more segment with Brian Odom next. We'll talk about Bedlam as we get set for Saturday night here inside the Coach's Corner.
1: We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM radio or download the tune in app and listen free log on to sooner sports.com kids for information about joining the sooner junior kids club presented by OG and brought to you in part by orthodontics exclusively. Hey, sooner fans. When you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com.
2: One more segment with Brian Odom. Coach, before uh, Gabe dives into a little bit of Bedlam on Saturday night, I wanted to ask about a few more of your guys from inside that inside backer room. Fun to see the depth. Fun to see guys that are really starting to uh, to come out of their shell a bit. And one of those is David Aguebu, who you, you've talked about a lot. That's a tough move from the outside to the inside. But, uh, man, it seems like he's really starting to have things click for him.
5: Yeah, he's done a really good job as far as uh, continuing to progress. The thing you like about him so much uh, um, is, his, is his length. And his toughness and, and um, his strength in there, you know, the, the, those are the things that he brings to the table. That's pretty unique. And then, you know, on top of that, his mentality is so good. I love being around the kid um, every day. I mean, it, he comes to practice. He's a tough. He's a tough guy. Uh, he uses his hands well. He's coachable. He wants to learn. There's there's a lot of great things about David I like that he brings to the table. Um, But, you know, you speak on a lot of those guys as being able to play. And in in my opinion, I think that's part of developing the room. And it's a responsibility of mine as a linebacker coach here at at Oklahoma is to be able to develop the room. And develop the room talking about uh, getting as many guys as game ready as possible, especially in a year like this where you never know what your roster is going to look like from uh, game to game. But also it develops a room where you build for not only what's going on throughout the season, but you build for the future within that room. Um, so there's not a drop off, you know, you can't have a big drop off whenever you graduate anybody. And, um, it's my responsibility to be able to get uh, multiple guys ready to play, uh, just cause I think it's going to help our defense as we move forward, not only this year, but uh, in years to come.
4: That's really interesting the way that you put that coach, because I mean, you only have those two inside backer spots. So only two guys on the field at once, but it sounds like you're really creating competition in that room, but also. You're making these guys support each other. It, that, is that what is that what is happening in that room? Is you, you've got guys competing, but they're also really building each other up?
5: Yeah, there's, and I think that, that it's easy for, you know, it's a healthy competition, and the fact that I think it's really easy for everybody to to, to support each other because they know how hard it is, and like football is hard, and playing defense is hard. You know, it's it's hard to play linebacker. Um, you got to be a dude to be able to go out there and go play, and. <laughs> Um, I think there's a respect level within that room for how much work that goes into playing linebacker uh, on an elite level on a defense and, and that, that such has such high expectations. So I think that, you know, it's a competitive nature in there, but also like if somebody gets out there and, and you know, they're, they're, of course, they're going to support them because they know how much work's gone into it, you know, and, and um, that's kind of what you want.
2: I know uh, Robert's been Robert Barnes been a little dinged up, but to see Jamal Morris or two safety move-ins there, uh, I like watching Jamal Morris. And he, he looks he, great, yeah, great, a guy in that a I know you 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 have to continue to to str- I don't know beef up maybe is a term to use. But wh- where have you seen him progress in making that move from the safety position? And even with Robert out, whenever he's had an opportunity, it looks like he's made some plays.
5: You know, and speaking in particular about Jamal, I think. Jamal has done such a really good job of learning the position from safety uh, into linebacker. And, you know, he kind of started to... You know, he, he kind of had a little bit of uh, um, injury at the end of the year last year, so he sat in a lot of our meetings at the end of the year. And, you know, we went through those meetings, he did an outstanding job of being able to learn uh, our scheme and be able to talk in the linebacker's language when he's in there. And, um, you, know, the, you know, going back to couple of things we talked about just this second ago about with um you know being able to cross train guys with Mike and at will you know it's and it gives and Jamal's been one of those guys that you know if we if we needed to put him in at Mike or Will he could function just fine and that's a credit to him and how much he has learned and how much work he's put in to study in the game you know and along with that 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 goes into when you when you when you give yourself a chance to play Mike and Will like Deshaun plays um, you're going to get a lot of plays you got a lot of opportunities to be out there to, to, to play and also helps us you know if you're the if you're the third best linebacker um, doesn't matter if the mic or the wheel goes down you're the next one in so there's some there's some great merit to that and, you know and I think Robert Barnes has done a really good job as well coming in and he's been a great teammate to those guys he has been dinged up the last couple of uh, couple of weeks I'm excited to get him back into fold but he's done a really good job as far as kind of taking some experience that he's had through the, through the past in, uh, at, at, at safety. And, you know, football kind of comes easy to him in, in, in the fact that, you know, he's a very experienced guy at a high level.
4: All right, Coach, let's talk a little bedlam. Uh, Oklahoma State coming to Norman Saturday night, college game day. Uh, Going to be a lot of energy around this football game. But looking at Oklahoma State offensively, it seems to all be about their running game, right? Chuba Hubbard, LD Brown, a couple of really talented backs. And then Spencer Sanders brings what he can do with his legs to this offense. How excited are your guys for this challenge, especially when it comes to stopping the run against Oklahoma State?
5: I think it's a great challenge. I mean, obviously, it's um, their, their resume speaks for themselves. Um, very, very talented talented football players, very good football players. Uh, they've got a really good scheme. Um, those guys executed at a high level. Quarterback is a is a difference maker. Uh, we know the two running backs are difference maker, and obviously their receivers are, are, are really good players. Um, you know, they do a really good job of executing. And, and you know, to speak about us, we you know, it's it, obviously we're excited about the challenge. Uh, it's going to be extremely difficult because every time you play a high-level uh, opponent or really any opponent, uh, for that matter, you're gonna you're gonna come into some challenging situations, and this is this is no different. Um, you know, it's funny. People probably don't know this, but when uh, Hubbard was a high schooler, we we offered him um, at Washington State as a safety because how we knew how fast he was. Um, the other guy that that we offered as a safety up there was uh, Dylan Stoner. Um, he was uh, both those guys were really good football players. That's
2: a great stat. I feel a nugget for a sideline report coming on but with that in mind a uh, different type of runners right i know we, we won't get too in depth here but in Hubbard, that speed guy in the development of, of ld brown coach that's a pretty physical runner that they have inside too now isn't it
5: brown is a very uh he's a dynamic football player there's there's no doubt and um you know where he comes from and all that stuff there's no doubt he's going to be a uh competitor um you know everybody knows about Number thirty. Everybody knows about him, but um, you know, the both those guys are very, very talented. Um and the dynamic that the quarterback brings into into that fold with that offense, it's they, they they've got weapons for sure. We've got to work that out for us
4: just so weird seeing such a good player wear number zero.
2: <laughs> just weird. <laughs> kind of unique. Uh, you guys get the last question, the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Brian Odom. Uh, and this comes from Caroline in Edmund, who writes, does Bedlam mean any more to you now as a coach as opposed to when you played as a member of the Sooners?
5: You know, um, I can give you the the, the coach's answer of every game is important and all that kind of stuff. But. <laughs> You know, as you grow up, I've been to a lot of these games in person. As a, as a kid growing up, um, you know that was, you know that was always always an exciting time. Um, you know, as a player, they were always really close. They were always really close, and and you know they they you know during that time they got the best of Oklahoma there for a couple of years. And um, but it's you know it's one of those things where. It will always be a tough game, man. It's always going to be for both sides. It's because there's there's a lot that goes into it. Um, those are the ones that you remember. Um, those are the ones that that as you move forward through, you know, your coaching career, but also as a player, those are the ones you do remember and those feelings and how hard you played and how much you put into it.
2: It's going to be fun. Coach, good luck on Saturday night. We appreciate your time. Have fun in Bedlam. Thank you, guys. That's Brian Odom inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind. Hey, don't forget this weekend is the Phillips 66 Bedlam Series brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, Homeland, the Oklahoma Blood Institute, Noble McIntyre and McIntyre Law, and Anheuser-Busch. Gabe and I are back to wrap up the Coach's Corner next.
1: The Phillips 66 Bedlam Series is brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Homeland, Oklahoma Blood Institute, Anheuser-Busch, and Phillips 66. Live to the full.
2: We only got a minute before we have to get out of here. Great stuff from Coach Simmons and Coach Odom and gave a huge weekend ahead in the Big 12 beyond just the Bedlam game, Iowa State and Kansas State. There's the standings. There's, there's where we are. Sooners could control their own destiny by kickoff on Saturday night to make the Big 12 championship game.
4: Yeah, it's a big weekend. It is a big weekend. I'm fully expecting Iowa State to beat Kansas State. So, this is going to be a huge bedlam. Now, there's always a lot on the line, right? Right. Bragging rights. Absolutely. We all know what this game means. But this is a game that Oklahoma has to win. Yep. If they want to play for a Big 12 championship, it is a game they have to win. That's the bottom line, Plank.
2: They've only got the one for the thumb. So if you want to start, you know, the sixth in a row, I mean, I don't know how that would work out ring-wise. But Saturday night, we'll have complete coverage for you. 6.30 kick. Gabe and I will be on the air live from the party at the Palace at 4.30 p.m. for Brian Odom and Dennis Simmons for our producer, Witt Viney. He's Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. We'll see you next week. Shane Beamer will be on with us inside the Coach's Corner. Boomer Sooner, everybody.
3: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader.